Happy Easter to everyone. I want to first say happy Easter to those that last saw last Easter have come back today. Thank you for coming back. As a day we know that we celebrate the Easter today, it's the moment of asking ourselves the question is, what is the meaning of my life? Because what Easter does is just ask us to challenge ourselves that question. So today, as we celebrate this Easter day, we ask ourselves, what is the meaning and purpose of our life? What is your purpose in this universe? The story of Easter is not just a story that happens, something happened in history. It's something that happens every day in our lives. When you wake up in the morning, Christ says, this is my message for you today. It's a message of resurrection. And as we read today in the first reading, we see the Acts of Apostles. From today on, all the next 50 days, all of us reading will come from the Acts of Apostles. Seeing how the early church lived their life. I was told a story of someone who was, uh, he used actually to go, as he was going back home every day, he used to give this beggar $50 every day. It was his practice, give this beggar $50. So every time passed by, he gave him $50. Another time went by, he began giving him $20. Okay, this beggar, the homeless guy, began wondering, why is he, why is he cutting down to $20? So time went on and on and on, giving $20. And after some time, he began giving him $10. So finally, the man asked him, can I ask you a question? I said, yes. You used to give me $100 every day. Why do you cut it to 10? But before that, it was 20. And the man says, well, the first time I was giving 100, I was single. Then I got married. So I began giving you $50. So okay, and what happened? Then he says, then I got twins, now I give you to return. The man said, so you mean you take care of your family using my own money? <laughs> One thing of the resurrection is that it's not that it's something we do because of what we want to do. It is who we are. We are the people of the resurrection. We hear in the, first, in the Acts of Apostles that it was in Antioch that the followers of Christ, the disciples, were called Christians. Before Christ, Christ died, there were no Christians. They were disciples. They followed this teacher, this prophet, this wandering miracle worker. They just followed him. They were his disciples. But they say it was in Antioch that we are called Christians because their words were the same as the character of their master. It wasn't only words they are preaching about, not talking about the resurrection. It was their character that made people to call them Christians. They're like their master, Christ. In the world we live in today, you can ask yourself, has even Christ ever been preached before? When we see what's happening in our world, in Ukraine, you see in all these countries, Syria, Somalia, you read them. We ask ourselves, has Christ ever been preached? But if there are going to be a difference, what happens is that God wants to begin with all of us who call ourselves Christians. He says we should be able to go into the world and people realize that we are Christians, not even before we tell them, but by our lives and our actions. 
In the first reading today, we see what happens with resurrection. Before Jesus was crucified, he has these disciples. And at the end of his life, we know what happened. They all abandoned him. First of all, one of them betrayed him, his closest friend. Said, well, yeah, give me some money from this guy. Another one, Simon, what did he do? He denied him. And others disappeared. They abandoned him at the greatest hour of need. But when Jesus comes back from the dead, when he rises, he goes and meets them, he visits them. And the first thing he says is, peace be with you. He's proclaiming peace to them because he knew without the inner peace, anything else is useless. So when he comes, his heart's down. They begin seeing him. Of course, what happens is their guilt comes out. But the resurrection of Christ looks beyond our guilt and our personal failings. He looks beyond those because it transforms them into the power of God. That's what we see that when Peter who was denying Jesus, what we see in the first ring today? He's now proclaiming and says, we are the witnesses to these things. My prayer is today, once we live here, when you go back to our lives, to our offices, maybe tomorrow or the other day, from our homes, I want you to say, I am the witness to this resurrection. Because the resurrection has to transform you, like it or not, to be effective. Something in you must change. Because when Jesus raises, the life of the world changes with it. He is not one among the many. He is the resurrection, the life. So if we truly believe that, we come and ask ourselves, what are you going to do? We see Mary Mangala giving us what, what you're supposed to do. Mary Mangala goes to the tomb very early in the morning. We don't know much about her, but what we know they're telling us that Mary Mangala, her name, tells us where she came from, the village of Mangala. Paramount John tells us she was ex uh, exorcised. But she was a great follower of Christ. Once she encountered Christ, she never remained the same. And the resurrection also transformed her into a disciple. That she goes very early in the morning, and what does she think? Who will remove the stone away from for me? Because actually the stone wasn't intended to keep Jesus in. It was intended to keep his disciples from going in. So what happens? He goes and finds that the tomb is empty. And immediately she goes and says, they have taken the body away. He runs to Simon and John, that disciple, the beloved disciple. They all come running to see what has happened. But they tell us that they couldn't make much sense of it because they did not know the scripture yet. That's why Jesus told them, wait for the Holy Spirit. So on this Easter, what is our message? It's very simple. Christ is risen, and are we risen with him? Are we risen with him? It's very simple for Jesus to rise and for us to remain in our tombs. Jesus is risen, but we see Mary Magdala, all the disciples, they're still in their own tomb of fear. They're afraid. What's going to happen next? What does this all mean? So what's the purpose of your life? Most of you are parents. The primary purpose of your life as parents is to make your children sense. Making your children sense is your primary purpose. Making them successful, that's God's. God makes them successful, you make them sense. So I always ask you, if I ask you, how are your children? 
The answer I expect you to tell me is their sense in making. Your job as parents is to make them sense. So how are your kids? Their sense in making are making them sense. And once that mission is accomplished, the race follows. So today we celebrate this Easter, asking God, where in my life do I need the resurrection of Christ? Where do I need this light of resurrection to cut through my life? Because we all know that we have some areas in our life that need a lot of work. Maybe some more than others. Maybe it's kindness. Maybe it's what you need in your life is kindness. Some of us, it's maybe patience. One time I was telling someone, I was telling me, Father, I'm so proud to be with you. He said, why? He said, because you are so patient. I said, well, you haven't seen me driving. <laughs> of course, we all have something to work on. What are you going to work on this, this Easter? Where do you want Christ to come and transform your life? Is it patience? Is it hatred? Is it complaint? We live in a world today whereby the pandemic has left most of us very bitter and very sad. And so many people are so mean to each other. God is asking us, let this resurrection be the turning point in our lives. Where in your life do you want to be transformed? You identify, they say, Jesus, this is where I need the resurrection. Because trust me, you point out to him, Jesus is going to come into that area and help you to work on that. Because his purpose is to make us sense. Let us pray and ask God for the grace today that as we come together with our families and friends, let us seek the risen Lord in each and every one. Can you see the risen Lord in your children? In your brother and sister you don't even talk, talk to anymore. The bitterness right there in your family. Once we begin seeing the resurrection in each and every one, that's how we transform our communities and our country and our world. Our message is one. Go and share the good news that Christ is alive. And because he's alive, he wants all of us to be alive in him. The Lord be with you.